This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown, no flags, Cowboys lead. Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and, and trying for the end zone. How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas. Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the, the Cowboys? Welcome, welcome, Cowboy fans, to another, I'd like to say a Good show. I would have loved to say a great show. We can we can call it a, a football podcast, but what I watched yesterday was not football. I'm sorry. I'm I'll still I'm I'm over it. I'm ready to move on, but God, now that we have to talk about it again. Now that we're now that I am getting now that we sat down here and we're getting ready to start talking about it, it's like kind of stirring up all those emotions I was going through yesterday. I think Steve O had a heart attack. He's not in He's not even here. No. He has <laughs> nobody's heard from him. He's been MIA. I tell you what, folks, uh that intro, though, I, I get goosebumps thinking about our old Cowboys, how they used to win and everything, and we have completely went south. South, I tell you. I, we have not put anything together, and it's only getting worse because I just did not see Dak's fault last night. I mean, I've seen a lot of, a lot of mistakes out there, and our offensive line is not protecting like it used to. I tell you what, I think uh, Tyrone Smith's days are uh, pretty much over. I, I, I don't like the way he, uh, he was pass blocking. They're getting around him. He looks slow, man. Well, so what I saw yesterday, first of all, yes, the offensive line is – that's our greatest terrible. weakness right now. It's terrible, terrible. without a doubt. Um, I saw both of our lines kind of get manhandled, though, yesterday. If we're going to be completely honest about it, our defensive line, although we got a little pressure – Every once in a while, it did wasn't we get cons- one sack? I th- I don't know. We'll, we'll look right at it. Here, get yeah. the get the. We'll find the stat. But regardless of whether or not we, you know, we got a sack or a couple sacks. It wasn't consistent pressure. It was he. You know, Russell Wilson was still able to do enough to, you know. And it, but really, it was just our line. It it was man on man. Our offensive line and defensive line got pushed around yesterday. Plain and simple. So whenever they're in a predictable third and we all know they're passing. Yes, we're going to get a little pressure on the opposing team's quarterback. But on first and second down, we got pushed around. Plain and simple. Do you agree with a lot of the Cowboy fans out there that are saying it's the coach's fault? I got into, I wouldn't say an argument, a discussion with my brother yesterday. He's also a diehard Cowboys fan, and he's he's of the opinion. He's been ready for Garrett to go for a while. In his eyes, it is a lot to do with coaching. And I can't say that I disagree with him because his point of view – and mine is starting to move that way is when you have talent but when it plays inconsistently what's the missing link so to me it's like well there's got to be a coaching gap in there preparation gap or something something's wrong and maybe it's not even necessarily uh jason garrett's coaching ability but maybe 
it's his communication ability. His, you know, I don't know what it is, but clearly we are inconsistent. We're the same team as we were last year. We win one week and we're like, holy shit, we're back. That's what we want to see, right? And then what did we see against an 0-2 team yesterday? That was supposed to be very vulnerable right. on the offensive line. Right. Our uh, defensive Who? line, as uh, as Barry called it, the hot boys. Right. The hot boys did nothing. I that mean, offensive uh, line had given up 12 sacks in the first two weeks. 12. 12 sacks. In the first two weeks, yeah. I didn't well, see that yesterday. We didn't see that, and uh, our hot boys uh, did not do anything to put pressure I mean – do you think this new rule, too, I mean, it's got to be playing on the back of these uh, defensive linemen's head. They're, I mean, you barely touch them. Oh, it's em. ridiculous. And, uh, and we, we started the game off on that. Oh, and t- next thing you know, maybe our our guys held back a little bit uh, just don't want to get a 15-yard penalty. I don't know the deal. I'm starting to wonder if that's what the league is. Re- I don't know. The league seems to step in it every time they try to make some kind of good decision and this is yet another example of them i in my opinion making a terrible rule change did you hear aikman i did yes he's tired of, he doesn't like it he's tired of talking about it and it, i think everyone is at this he point he seems so pissed whenever yes. he brought it up absolutely goes, just, i don't even want to get into it anymore. because it's ridiculous and, and you even heard them talk about so and again clay matthews got a uh, another one yesterday that was another controversial one and you heard aaron Rodgers come out who's a quarterback and say that he doesn't like the rule i mean yeah. it's a it's a rule that's protecting him but he doesn't even like it why because with landing on the quarterback with your weight, I mean, how like else what in the hell? It, what I saw from Clay Mat, and I saw the replay of the Clay Matthews hit yesterday, and from Crawford's in our game yesterday. That is how they are taught to tackle anyone and everyone from day one of Pop Warner football. That was a perfect form tackle. What are you supposed? To, I mean, how are you going to legislate a the correct way to tackle someone out of the game of football? Blows my mind. It's stupid. It's terrible. And they're backing it up, and they're in. In the league is doubled down, even saying, "Well, that was the correct call for Clay Matthews in Week One." And I'm sure I haven't heard him today, but maybe they already have come out today and said, "Well, nope, that's the rule." And technically, I guess in a way, they're right. They are implementing. They implemented a rule, and they technically are enforcing that rule correctly as it's worded on paper. But that's not football. I'm sorry, that's not football. No, I I agree, man. I agree. And uh, first half. Uh they beat us seventeen to three. It seemed like it seemed like we were beating them. It seemed like we were doing everything right, and then it just seemed like something stifled us. Something got pushed back. I I don't know, man. I don't know what to do anymore. Uh, uh, can can I contribute all this to Dak? I don't think so. I can't contribute it to the coaching like you you and your brother are talking about because in my in my mind right now I'm thinking it's Jerry's team who the hell's he going to get that's going to want to coach the team you can't right. find anyone out there that's a legit coach that are going to say okay I'll be back up and you do everything right no that's what that's what he's asking right. Garrett is the perfect person for his type of ideology of a team yep and it's not it's it hasn't worked in a long time. No. The only times it has worked is when Jerry relinquished some of those duties and allowed Bill Parcells or Jimmy Johnson. Yes, it's to amazing. Those make, were the guys. Make the personnel decisions 
let them be the coach and then have Jerry be the owner. Jerry is a master seller and marketer of everything. That right. is without question. No question. Uh, he's not a very good GM. No. He's just not. I, no, I, I don't like to say it, and he doesn't like to hear it because I know he's been hearing it for a long time. It's, that's just the reality. I think him and his son, I, I think the Jones family thinks that they're doing everything. And God bless. At first it was working. But, again, there was a Jimmy Johnson there. And Jimmy said, no, nah, I don't really like this. I think we ought to go with this. And they worked together. Now it's just one-sided. And, right. and he can't get rid of Garrett. No. He can't get rid of Garrett because that's the type of coach he, he needs. Wants. That's what he wants. Yeah, right. That's what Jerry wants because he wants to be able to pull the strings and have the coach just say yes, yes, sir. So it's not everyone on social media get rid of Garrett, get rid of Garrett. We need a coach. I get it. I get it. I agree with you guys. But it's going to be a coach that's going to listen and going to take instructions from Jerry yep. and Steve. That's yep. it. That's it. That's it, bottom line. So uh, b before you guys want uh, Garrett's head on a platter, think about what you're saying because it doesn't make sense. Realistically, it's all about Jerry. Jerry's team, he wants to run the whole gamut, and that's the way they're going to do it. That's yep. that's their game style. Um, anyway, the first half, uh, they beat us 17-3, to and it just seemed like we couldn't get anything going. Uh it, it seemed to me like every time we got something, then something would push us back a little bit. Turnovers, penalties, whatever it was, um, our offensive line just continued to put us Horrible. behind the eight ball consistently on every on every possession where um, Dak, you know, like you said just a second ago, we can't put it all on Dak, and I, I wouldn't and won't. Um, but what happens is, is when the offensive line breaks down, Dak's footwork is not real good in the pocket when he's got pressure coming on him. One hundred percent. That is something he has to improve on as he, as he, if he's going to grow as a quarterback and be an elite quarterback, that's something that has to improve because as soon as he takes that first step to the right or the left, when he releases the ball, his footwork is awful. It's bad, and it, it just is. And now in, on some of those plays, there's nothing he can do. Guys are already on top of him. I'm not criticizing every single throw, but I see enough of him not having good footwork. That is, that's half the, half the incompletions are on the offensive line of the situation, but the other half of them are on Dak for not having good, good footwork and being able to step into a throw even though he's under pressure. What do you think about this? I think our receivers don't play smart at all. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, – okay, one, we, Dak's going to be credited for interception. That went right in the guy's hand, all right? Right in the guy's yep. hand and, uh, what, he drops or he, he fumbles the ball right or whatever. It. Yeah, hits the guy, the guy in the shin, he picks it off. Then yeah. the other interception – was that Earl Thomas supposed to be like <laughs> to be uh, a yeah supposed to be a cowboy supposed to love us, dude? Drop the goddamn ball <laughs> if you love us. Uh, he he picked that off his uh, calf, and that's two interceptions that Dak gets credit for, and that really wasn't either one his fault. Right? No, exactly. It 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 just Dak needs some time back there, and you made a great great point that. He's not the type of Fran Tarkenton that likes to run around back there and find someone. He's not that type of QB. No, he's not. When he gets in that point, I mean, it gets a little rough back it, back there for him. He needs to move north 
whenever that happens. Yep. And he doesn't. He yep. he likes to go. And you know what's going to happen. He throws the ball out of bounds or something like that. It's nothing productive that comes out of that. No, you know, he's not – I would say that he's probably average on uh, rollout throws. Like he's okay whenever the the play is designed to get him out automatically out of the pocket. It's the scramble, whenever he gets under pressure, that he's not very good at. Um, but his footwork all the way around needs to improve. And the other thing I didn't see yesterday, and this isn't his fault either, is I didn't see a lot of the uh, zone read option. Uh, between him and Elliot as a play call yesterday, mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of it or enough of it. I thought, and maybe you know, in, in fairness, you know, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not one of the coaches, but we did see how effective that was against the Giants, right? So mm-hmm. I did. I'm, I don't know why they wouldn't have tried that a little bit more yesterday. Maybe that was them trying to, you know, not be so predictable or or whatever. But gosh, man, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it right away. You know, I mean, make the other team stop it first and. So I just felt like we, again, put Dak in positions where he he wasn't going to be successful. He's, you know, he's more of a system-type quarterback. You have to do what he does well um, in order for exactly. us to be successful, and I didn't see enough of that yesterday. I, I don't think the coaching had any bearing to what was happening out there because the plays, the plays just – he kept throwing those three, four-yard passes – I, I don't know if those are designed or what, but I think those are the last guys uh, you look off and then you go go to these guys. But he's got the tendency now to just find these guys on the first-come basis, and uh, he's not looking downfield. Well, I think what happened was is that after he got hit in the face enough, that was <laughs> that uh, was yeah. going to be his no, first. No, you're right. Look. That was going to be his first look. You know, you're he was right. going to be like, you know what? I'm going to get hit in the mouth again. I can't. Even, I'm not even going to bother looking at the 12 or 15 yard route. I know he's not going to get turned around in time for me to throw the ball. So, oh, there's my my tight end, my running back, whatever. He's already dumping the ball off because right. he knows the pressure's coming. When he had a little extra time, he was finding Beasley for a nice 10, 15 yard gain. I mean, right. that's what that's what we have to do. It just seemed to me, man, we didn't get pressure on the quarterback, and we got pressure on our quarterback. It, it, it's a bad, bad chemistry. It was the complete opposite of what we talked about last Thursday on what we expected to see in the game. We we were talking about, uh, and Barry was, you know, hyping up the hot boys, right? Is what he called it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I I. I I believed it. I thought the same thing. I thought, you know, this is a team that had given up 12 sacks in the first two weeks. We have, you know, what I thought was a hell of a defensive line, hell of a pass rush. Let's go get them. Let's go knock them around. Let's get after it. And you're right. We didn't see nearly enough of that. Um, wow. And it was a complete opposite. The script had been completely flipped. Their their def- defensive line got after us and got after Dak Prescott all day. One thing that I was very happy to see was our fill-in when Lee went down with a hamstring pull again. And uh, our Leighton uh, Vander Esch kid, I mean, he filled in, and he looks like a nice linebacker that we're going to have back there for a long time. Yeah, no, I saw a lot of good things out of him. And uh, I don't remember if it was Joe Buck or or Troy Aikman that mentioned it yesterday, but, um, you know, it seemed as though the Cowboys, were, you know, went after and uh, drafted him thinking to themselves, you know, Sean Lee's never played a full season. We've got to have someone in the wings as an insurance policy. Um, and that's exactly 
what he did and um, you know how he was able to come through on that. So, um, what, what is that sound? That's my computer. Ah, okay. sorry, it was a video that popped up on here. I was looking up some stats. I got you. Uh, but anyway, but but how much better could our defense be if we can keep Sean Lee healthy and have? Uh, Van Der Esch take the next step along with Jalen Smith. I mean, I, that was something I was very high on coming into this season was our linebacker core. But unfortunately, yes, you know, yet again, Sean Lee is, you know, goes out with another hamstring injury. And, you know, I guess we'll wait and see what his uh, status will be for this week. But it didn't look good. Well, with a hammy, I mean, I, yeah. I've had hamstrings pulled. And i tell you what, it's minimum, minimum of like three weeks, right. to be honest. And, you know what? Remember, remember uh, when uh, Demarcus Ware he went to uh, Denver, and right. he had that neck uh, neck stinger for a while and all right. that. But I tell you, I, I don't know. He didn't have any of that problems when he went to Denver. Not What's the, going on? Is it our conditioning, <laughs> or coach? Well, I mean, something's got to be looked at. Pulling a hamstring when you, you're not, you don't look like. Uh, I mean. I don't know, man. It's I don't frustrating. Know how, how much you got to pull that hamstring every well, every other week? He's you know, got a hamstring pull. He's been and the hamstring has been a, a a recurring injury, but he's had some concussions. He's he's just not been healthy in general, and it's it's frustrating as a fan. I'm sure it's frustrating as it, for the organization because um, I know and I know they 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 shared the the record with and without him, but we don't seem to win very often whenever he's not on the field. The last two years, yeah. Um, so clearly, we know he's important. Um, he's the he's the quarterback of the defense. We've talked well, about it a million times, and he that's the it's frustrating because we need him on the field. But what do you do? Well, well I you go tell out you, what. you go out and draft another kid to yeah, take we over. Did. Yeah. We did, and I think LVE LVE is our man. I really like him back there. He looks yeah. good. He looks good. He does. He you know he's young. He's got a lot to learn, obviously, but uh, he's very athletic, and he, he his pursuit, and you know he's not afraid to stick it, you know his head in there. He's, he's got everything that you would want. He's just going to need to grow a little bit. I don't think we have a tight end that gets any respect. I, I really don't think that Swain is the answer. I, I just I don't see a tight end that's an intimidator like we've had before. No. I, you, I And we have to have that type of tight end. We don't have, frankly, we don't have anyone that's a threat on offense yeah, from right. a, a wide receiver or just no, a pass catcher perspective. Right. We really don't. I was hoping that. Uh, Rico could Rico Gathers would take the next. They don't step even use him, though, no, Rodney. I I saw him on the field once yesterday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously he's not ready. Because um, I think if he was ready and was you know a real threat, they would play him. He's on the roster, right? Like they might as well. So he's clearly got some growing to do. Um, but no, we just don't have. I mean, Cole Beasley is probably our best receiver but he's a slot receiver at best he's not a deep threat that's not his game terrence williams i don't even know does he on our team like i don't feel like i've <laughs> seriously god's honest truth through three games i don't feel like i've heard his name once i, I heard it once and that was the last week against the giants i i haven't Did heard he even any... catch a pass yesterday i no, don't even i don't see so, his man. name on here anywhere no he did not catch a pass yesterday I, I just uh, you know what it's not a very intimidating lineup. I, no, I mean when you, when you're a, a baseball team, you got to have an imposing type of batting lineup, and we do not have any of that, man. No, not at all. No, the other teams they're not afraid of of us throwing the ball all over the field. I, and everyone that's keeps saying it's Dak's fault. It's Dak's fault. 
Maybe, no. maybe it was a while back, but I'm telling you, last yesterday no. was not Dak's fault at all. No, I mean I can contribute that left and right on both sides. Right. No, I think in a lot of the criticism I heard too was, you know, it was Dak's fault because he, as we already talked about, he was dumping the ball off. Their yards per pass play was only like at one point in time during the game yesterday it was like two yards per play, right? And his average from yesterday was what did I see like. Five yards per pass. I mean, that's all. He, that's all his average was. I mean, that's awful, right? It is. It's awful. But what we talked about was he didn't have time to throw the ball anyway. Where else was he going to throw the ball? His receivers weren't making, weren't creating any space whatsoever. They weren't able to get downfield. Even if they did try to go downfield, he didn't have time to wait for them to get downfield. And our uh, and back to the other side too. I really think our DBs got exposed too. They. When they were there were crucial third down plays and we did not make the big stops like we did uh before. Yeah. Well, you know, again, I think um it all still it, it revolves around our lack of getting pressure on Russell Wilson in those situations where, you know, even though our secondary has improved, our our DBs, our corners in particular, are better. Let's not they're not great. We're not we're not saying, you know, we're not throwing a balloon party saying they're the best ever. But what we continue to, or what you know, what we saw last year was, you know, they were pretty good when we had pressure, because they weren't getting exposed. Yesterday they got exposed because they were asked to have to defend longer than they are capable of. I mean, the tape measure of this game: total yards, three hundred three yards for us, two hundred ninety-five for them. First down, seventeen for us, eighteen for them. Turnovers was killed us. We had three. They had none. And uh, I don't know. And the sacks. Possession, 27 minutes for us, 32 minutes for them. The other the other big thing is they sacked us five times. We yeah. only had two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big – where we talked about it already. Where we were talking about how it should have been the other way around. We anticipated it being the other way around. We were going to get after Russell Wilson. Um, and it was the complete opposite. We did not even see uh, our backup uh, running back yesterday. I, I thought Rod Smith would get the ball a little bit more too, and it just wasn't. I mean, there was, you know, no offense to Rod Smith. It just it wasn't. It just wasn't part of the game plan. Uh, Zeke only carried the ball sixteen times yesterday. If you would have looked to see the stat line and said, well, before we knew what the final outcome was, and we said, well, Zeke ran the ball for sixteen times for one hundred and twenty-seven yards. I'd be pretty damn happy, right? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, a lot of that came in the second half, um, but you know, it just we were just so out of sorts yesterday at all points in time. Where um, even when we did score, you know, it, we just—I yeah. don't know—it was yeah. just—it was just a total, total jumble. What, what do we do then, Ronnie? Do we uh, go out? Man. Do we go out next year? I mean, there's so many spots to really address here. Our offensive line. We got Tyrone Smith. I think is he's on his last leg. I, I think the guy, his back's hurting. Something's happening. He's not getting off that ball. They're burning him off that ball. Right. Those uh, the defensive ends are coming off that ball really fast, and I don't think he's keeping up with them. Um, we had uh, Looney as our uh, center. You know what? If our if our center situation is you know something to where we have to address, I think we need we need to get on that. We just can't keep. Uh, people on that offensive line that aren't going to be producing. Right, right. Well, you know, in fairness to 
to Looney, he's not supposed to be there right now. I know. <laughs> no, I, I know. I, I, I know so, Travis F- Frederick, but yeah, yeah. it's a situation that I, I don't know what to do it's with. Still gotta, it's still got to be the next man up, and you still got to find a way to replace him. You know? So, no, we, we've our starting center, who is our best offensive lineman, is not playing. We have a, uh, a rookie left guard uh, who doesn't have a – Pro Bowl center playing right next to him to help him out. Right. Then we have our left tackle Tyron Smith, who was you know despite how great of a career he's had, it sure looks like it's coming to the end of the road. He just he's not healthy. I don't think. I just think that he, that his big body is just broken down enough where he's not capable. So, um, you know, no, the offensive line is it, it's it's all patchwork. And yesterday it uh, it was leaking oil all over the place. No, that's uh, pretty well said there. So. Uh... Well, second half we beat them ten to seven. Well, we got that. Well, we got that going for us, which is good. But uh, in general, thirteen to twenty-four on a team that we could have definitely beaten is uh, kind of a bad day for us. I mean, we had to win, and uh, now our record is one and two, one and two, and uh, I think uh, Philadelphia's two and one. Washington looks like they're no fluke. They played well yesterday. I didn't get to watch, obviously, the the whole game, but I saw a few highlights and saw the end result. So, you know, you beat the Packers, you're doing something right. You're you're damn right you are. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what's to come of this, but we got Philadelphia 2-1, Washington 2-1, Dallas and the Giants are 1-2. So, uh I hope it's not a long year, pal. Let's not let's not get to the edge of the cliff just yet. It's the first three games of the season. Um, what well, so let's just let's break it down in those first three games. What what I've seen is a. Uh, a can, still, can I can I back it up and ask you one question? Yeah. Why if we sign Bryce Butler, he knows the Cowboy offense. Why why didn't he play yesterday? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I see that it was said it was a coach's decision, whatever the hell that means. Um, other than the fact that we have what seven wide receivers on our you know, our team, I guess maybe it's more of a numbers game for right now. I guess I don't know. I didn't. I never did hear an explanation. I didn't hear anyone ask uh, Garrett yesterday or, or anyone. Maybe maybe the question was asked. I didn't. I never heard an explanation on it though. So I don't know. Um, it would have been nice to have. We. Be, I mean, he's. What he is is a, a deep play threat. Right. So I don't. You right. Know, we don't have that. We, which we don't have exactly. So. Yeah, let's let's sit him out. Now that that's a dumb bonehead coach move right there. <laughs> I, I gotta say that. I mean, right. uh, we could have. He knows the offense. Uh, he know he, he was in good shape. He tried out for the team, and he was ready to go. I don't know anyone that knows the team. It's Bryce. Right. Well, in any case, uh, now we're taking on the Lions this week, and uh, they beat up an old uh, England team Another. that uh, seems like they're, they're on their way. Down now too. England, does, New England doesn't look good. Now there was an, another example of an zero and two team um, beating someone that they weren't expected to. So, uh, you know, Detroit looked pretty good. I don't know. It maybe it had a little bit to do with um, Matt Patricia playing against his old team or whatever. You know, he's got a little insider knowledge on what they try to do uh, for, uh, on offense at New England, but. But either way, you know, I look at this game differently now than I did uh, 48 hours ago, you know, looking no, at Detroit on the schedule. they just right. I don't care if it was at home or on the road. They beat New England, I think it was 26-10. Is that what I saw as yeah. the final? You know, yeah. they beat them by more than two touchdowns. That's – I don't care – again, I don't care who you are. You're doing something right if you beat the Patriots. So, um, definitely not a lock. And, 
forgive forgive me, John. Are we at home this week, or is this in Detroit? This is in Dallas. Okay, well that that helps a little bit, I suppose. But maybe to get home and um, try to get a little home cooking brewing. But uh, regardless, now we're going up against you know Detroit, who's got a excellent quarterback. Where we just talked about it all week, how we had to get pressure on the quarterback. The same still applies coming up this week uh, right. against Detroit. Do you think? That we will have Earl Thomas. Do you think uh, we we'll be signing oh. this guy? I think we need a, a a battery boost here. Right. I I th- I we I would love to make it work. I think what <laughs> I think what just happened though is the price of poker just went up. <laughs> like Seattle's just probably going to sit back and say, well, we we may have sort of had some details on what we would be willing to take and make this deal work, but you guys need a lot of help back there. So actually, now it's going to be this. Actually, it's going to take this for, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I feel like I saw yesterday. Because of maybe Heath going down, too? Yeah, absolutely. The, I guess the price of poker just went up. You want Earl Thomas, you're going to have to pony up. That would be a real low-life move. <laughs> really would be. Yeah. And uh, you know what, guy? You didn't have to You didn't have to make us look that bad, too. That's going to be your future team, for the love of God. Yeah. If it's on your calf, drop the goddamn ball. No kidding. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> that's what we got here. I don't even know what we're opening up uh, against the Lions. Probably minus two or something like that. I, I'm not sure, but it can't be that much. And uh, I don't know. I don't know, folks. Uh, I'm hearing all your gripes out there, and you, they're all legit from uh, from Dak to the offensive uh, coaching to the the whole coaching staff, even our quarterback coach. I mean, Jesus Christ. We can't even find a quarterback coach that suits us. <laughs> well, I don't – if I was a – Everyone's r- bringing up Elvis again. Bring Romo. Bring Romo back. Yeah, well, that ain't happening. Romo's not coming back, Romo's folks. trying to – he's trying to play on the PGA Tour or something or get, make it qualify for a U.S. Open. He's doing just fine. He, there's, he has I – I, really, I shouldn't say he doesn't have any desire, but he's living a pretty okay life right now. Playing golf and doing broadcasting, that's a pretty good goddamn way it's to live life. It's not a good set for him either. Hell, I mean, no. that offensive, an offensive line, line would get him killed. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, oh, we need Romo back. Romo would go down before Dak would yeah. right now. Yeah. I even made the joke yesterday of after – after the games were all over with, I was talking again, talking to my brother about the game and everything. I said, "Well, maybe our strategy should be with this new <laughs> roughing the passer penalty, where Dak should just run around in the backfield and try to draw <laughs> roughing the passer penalties and get that because we can't we can't throw a pass for 15 yards. No. We might as well try to you know freaking pull a like a you know a bad news bears like you know what I'm saying from the movie Bad News Bears where they were trying to you know break the rules and well, did you see our our punter? He looked like. Christian Ronaldo there he got he got uh he got blocked and then he flew up in the air and went straight down (laughs) right we got a first down out of that I'm like nice job gotta try to do it that's what we gotta do we gotta take more of these hits right right cover your eye pretend like somebody poked you in the eye or something you know I don't know anyway buddy we got the lines at home and then uh and then a defensive squad comes in that's uh unbelievable uh no, no, we get the Texans. We at Houston. That's going to be a rough one. And then, uh, and then we get Jaguars come to town. Right. Well, and you know, it's a, it's a pretty rough schedule. What I thought about most of the teams in the league after the first two games was somewhat thrown out the window yesterday. With um, you know Washington beating Green Bay and uh, Detroit beating 
New England, we're, we us losing to Seattle. So this next three game stretch, you know, gosh, I don't. Maybe I maybe again maybe more is yet to be determined. But regardless, you still have to go to Houston. You have to play Jacksonville. Um, you know, in Houston, even though they're struggling too, you still have to go on the road. They and play, still get so. fired up for the boys. Uh, you know, it's still the the big brother and little brother right. kind of uh, dynamic. Marshall in, in Brady, right Jam Brady type yeah, of thing. They're gonna want to. They're gonna want to kick our teeth in. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and another thing that I it's it's still upsetting to me. I don't want to hear you guys on uh, social media. Hey, I'm still a cowboy fan. If you're not on. Uh, you're your bandwagon fan. Get off. Well, I'm gonna say it again. A bandwagon means we're winning. Something about winning that that that's what gets you to be a bandwagon. There's nothing keeping us on board now as cowboy fans. So who's ever still on board and bitching and whining, they got a right to. They got a right to that gripe, okay? Absolutely. I mean, I'm so sick and tired of seeing these cowboy sites out there saying that, well, if you're not with us, then just get off. We don't need you. Get lost. We're cowboy fans, and we got a legit gripe here, and we want to go right to the straight front office and tell them that what we're seeing is not cowboy football. It's not acceptable. No, we, and that's our that's our rights as fans to, to want – to feel that, believe that, and express that. If if those sites want to have balloon parties and you know butterflies and whatever else yeah. they got going on, that's let them. They can go do that over there. But don't come at us whenever we have complaints and gripes, and we want to get it off our chest that we're not happy with the way the team is constructed, the way they play, the effort, whatever it is. Like we're all fans too. We're all sitting around having a beer, talking about the game. I, we just got our ass kicked yesterday. Why wouldn't I be pissed off today? Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to accept that. No. Oh, you you know what? If you don't, you're a cowboy fan. You don't. You're not going to bitch. Screw you. Yeah. Screw you. I will <laughs> yeah. bitch. And I got to tell Doc, uh, our guy that does uh, stuff on our whole yeah. home administration. I mean, he, he threw that out right after that, that time I bitched about it, and I'm like. Dude, we got a legitimate gripe. Right, we we got right. a we got a legitimate gripe here. I want the fans to, with their torches approaching the castle because uh, we have to ch- we have to tell the management right. that it's not about your stadium and the artwork. We want we want to see a trophy, right. a Super Bowl trophy. It's not about glamour because I'm telling you right now, we've lost the glamour. Yeah. We're not we're short on becoming America's team anymore. Right. Well, how could this be America's team if we have a lackadaisical, half-assed team out there that you're, we're always pissed off about? I am in 100% agreement. I have never been one to um, just 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 take it all and it's no big deal. I, I just, well, I'm you're way a Cowboy too, fan, I'm Rodney. A, I'm way too competitive in life in general to f- have that view of any of the sports teams that I follow. I, I, I mean, now, granted, it's not like – you know, every single day of, of my life is only revolving around my sports teams. But when I sit down to watch the game on Sunday, I want to see him play hard. I want to see him be successful. I want to see Super Bowls. That's what what I do as and a fan. That's, that's our what, goal. That's our goal every year is to win the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, that's right. it. Right. Plain and simple. We didn't win it this year. Well, we didn't succeed. Right, right. And we, we've been going through this since, what, 96, 97, 95? I don't know, man. It's got to stop sometime, and we got to reflect that, hey, Vegas is always making us 
a favor, 20 to 1, 30 to 1. They see something in us. We have to keep this chemistry up there. We have to be competitive. Yep. We have to be. Right. Otherwise, I mean, you look at the teams that are, are on the most endangered species list, on the hated list. <laughs> you look at the New York Yankees. They produce still. Right. They produce. They, they, they make winners out there. They, mm-hmm. they tried their best to get the winning product out there. You look at Notre Dame. Hate a team. You either love them or you hate them. I don't care. I'm not a big fan of them. But that's still a high-profile team of collegiate football. Yep. And they, they're the same way. They try to produce. We seem to be like the fans know what's going on out there. We are the ones that are yelling at management. We can't have this. We can't have that. And we're still getting the same product. And that's when the management's not listening to us. So how, what am I supposed to do? Sit back and say, uh, uh, shut up. You're a Cowboy fan. Stop being a bandwagon. You know, if you're, if you're not on board, get out. Bullshit. I'm right. a Cowboy fan, right. and I should express myself. And I'm seeing a lot more Cowboy fans standing up and saying, enough is enough. It, it doesn't mean you're not on board to, to criticize your team, in my opinion. I, I just think that – let's put it this way. Like you, did, you just referenced the New York Yankees or any sports franchise that dominates, the Patriots, whoever. If you're not winning, you're not relevant. If you don't have teams, other teams or fan bases that hate you because you win so much, you're irrelevant. Yeah, I agree. So you're exactly right. Yes, we, you know, we're America's team and we want to keep it there. The only way to keep it there is to keep winning. Yeah. That's it. You want the other people to hate us, that's a sign of respect to me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. If every year we're fighting for 8 and 8 or 9 and 8, Right. That that's mediocrity. Yeah. That's half-ass football. That's a half-ass America. Do you want to live in a half-ass America out there? No. I don't. No one does. Hey, Rodney, get some American tune right now in the background. <laughs> but I'm just saying to you folks out there, it's right time to bitch about this. You know, America. Right on, brother. <laughs> and uh, it's right time to bitch about this because this is not – if we let it go – it's the same pattern. Yep. We have to let them know how we feel. And the Jones, I, I'm telling you, I don't know where the hell their mind's at, but we told them to go out and get this player, go out and get that player. They picked up a Switzer a couple years ago, and now he's been traded two times right. when we could have gotten another DB like I wanted or another or another wideout or something like that. Yep. Well, and then that, a wideout is what we need. <laughs> Why not? Is what we need. It's what we're missing. That and in the secondary, another another piece in the second. Those are the two biggest. Well, I don't know. Is that the biggest glaring need? Because then we forgot about the offensive line. We need an offensive lineman too, John. I think we could have picked up but, an offensive lineman in the fourth round. You know, the thing with the offensive line is, in general, I think that if that group can stay healthy, and that's all of them, and generally speaking, they will get better as the year goes on. But if the, if we continue to have more injuries on the offensive line, in an offensive line that's still trying to find its identity, then we're going to have problems. But with an offensive line, it's at least a group of guys who I think can get better as the season goes on. You can do some things, keep an extra tight end in, you know, keep your running back in to help block. You can do some things to try to cover that part up. You can't cover up the fact that you don't have a wide receiver that can go downfield and catch a pass. You just you either have that or you don't. All right. So that's 
you know, I, I still feel like the receiver and then probably, you know, the secondary is probably a close 1A on, on our two highest needs right now. Let me ask you this real quick too, Ronnie. How many teams would die for a fan base like this? Knowing that you got the fan base already, all you have to do is put out a team out there that's going to be competitive. I mean, that's a big thing right there yep. to have a solid fan base that your your organization is worth the most in any franchise sports out there. $5 billion. $5 billion. You have your fan base. You have your team. Why can't you produce a goddamn team out there? You want me to keep it real? I want you to go as vocal as me right now, man, because I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to scream and yell per se, but I am going to it's Jerry Jones's ego that gets in his way. It's the family's ego. We just talked about it. They want to control everything. They think that they are smart enough and are you know, they understand personnel and coaching. They understand all those things that frankly yeah, how long the how long before I mean, how many times you got to say, I'm Elmer J. Fudd, I, I'm a man, I own a mansion and a yacht. I get it. I get what you're saying. But after a while, you start looking at it and going, hey, you know what? Steve, come into my office. This shit's not working out. This shit's really not working out with how we've got everything projected here. We need to bring, and we need to bring in Jimmy Johnson back. We need to offer him the world. He could be the GM. I'm going to sit back and enjoy my wife's artwork in uh, in that Dallas stadium of mine. And you know what? I know that I will have a Super Bowl again within the next three, four years if I do this. I'm with you. I, I hope that, that that light bulb goes off and the epiphany happens. But if it hasn't happened to this point, why should I believe that it will? I don't know. I'm I'm with you. I know you are. I, I, I think yeah. a lot. I know. I know personally, a lot of people that are with us in that regard. But I still think there might be some of the blind sheep out there that think don't think that necessarily. But I I don't know. I don't know, Jono. I'm I'm just at my wits' end right now with it. Right, and I I, I really swear to God, I didn't mean to just go off like that, but it just That's seems right, to it me. Out. Yeah, well, it seems to me every time I hear these cowboy fans going crazy uh, about, hey, you know what? If you're not for us, just leave. Get the hell out of here. Get the nah. f out of here. Are you kidding me? Nah. I grew up with my cowboys, and again, like Rodney said, we're used to seeing winning products out there at least give everything they got and lose by one or two at the final second, and then you go, man, we had them. Right, right. And we don't seem to have that. We're digging for uh, just to put points on the board the last four or five minutes of the game just so it looks like it was a competitive game. Right, right. No, I mean, it's it's uh, after the first three games, it's a glaring weakness right now that, I mean, if we're going to be – reliant on our defense winning games for us the hot boys <laughs> it's gonna be a problem yeah it's gonna yeah. be a problem the, oh, the hot boys you look like very cold boys and i tell you what i i'm not a big fan of the hot boys either let's go back to our whole history here and we are the doomsday defense okay if anything that'll that'll never change we're always gonna be known as the doomsday defense not the something called the hot boys that don't get nothing two sacks is all we had i think it is yeah Two sacks where we were projected five or six or seven that we were supposed to do this and supposed to do that. Nothing happened. 
Nothing happened. I'll tell you what, though. I'm ready for Thursday's show. Steve-O's going to be here. Rodney, you're going to be here Thursday as well? Uh, I will do my best. All right, brother. I'll try. All right. Thanks again, my friends. Sorry the show wasn't uh, a winning show, but we'll make it happen next uh, next week. Hopefully, hopefully we got it all out. We got it. We hope, you know, this is a little cathartic for everyone. It's uh, We're going to cleanse ourselves of that loss, and we're going to move on for Detroit. That's right. Take care, my friends. We'll see you this Thursday. Go, boys. Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.